The Shalene Show is brought to you by the Courageous Confidence Club. Confidence is a strength that can be built and strengthened just like any muscle. You just have to do the right exercises. Your success, your likability, your influence are all determined by your confidence. It's the number one factor in determining your professional success, your happiness in relationships, and your ability to raise self-sufficient children. To feel more confident in social settings, this program is changing lives. I hope you'll check it out. Please visit our website at CourageousConfidenceClub.com. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Who doesn't want to be likable? I mean, I think we all have this innate need, a desire for people to like us. I don't think I need to be everybody's cup of tea. I don't expect that. But I believe most of us feel better when we just feel understood, like people get us and they like us and they feel good around us because, well, they like us. But other than feeling good or feeling valued or or validated, there are other reasons why it's really important that we all learn to be more likable. The first one is opportunity. Opportunity, if you think about it, is, well, you know, I think sometimes when we hear that word, you assume, oh, I'm going to have the opportunity to interview for this great job. But opportunity can mean a lot of things. Opportunity is when people give us a chance, show us favor. Opportunity is when we're able to do something or try something or, or meet someone or learn something or to improve upon something because we have the opportunity to do that. And people give opportunities to people that they like, right? I mean, I just had this happen today. I got a text message from an executive at a very well-known large corporation who happens to be a headhunter. And she said to me, do you know this individual? And I thought for a second, wow, this is a really important question. Because I like this person right now, I can give them a glowing recommendation. And my recommendation doesn't get them the job. But it's certainly an opportunity. And if I didn't like that person, I have the ability to say, I don't think that person's a good fit or I don't like that person. And because the person who was reaching out to me values my opinion, my opinion may very well give that person a great opportunity. I mean, we do business with people we like. You want every possible opportunity, whether it's an opportunity to help someone or to be financially secure, to meet the right person, to live in your dream house, to meet your mentor, to reach your big, crazy, ridiculous goals, the opportunity to do the things that you desire. Now, if you think about it, almost everything in your whole life came from an opportunity. Your hopes, your dreams, your goals, those things require opportunity. And opportunities are created not really, not necessarily, by our education or the way that you look or how smart you are or, or even good luck. Most of the time, I think we can agree, opportunity is the result of someone making it possible. The bottom line is that opportunities are given to people we like. Opportunities are therefore a joint action. I mean, most of the awesome stuff and the super cool people that you know are the result of cooperation, good favor assistance from others, the goodwill or kindness or someone just like totally rooting for you. I mean, people who like you root for you. 
If someone really likes you, truly thinks highly of you, they'll go out of their way to make things happen for you. And sometimes you're not even qualified to do that yet. You haven't even put in the time, the experience, the effort, but somebody really likes you and you get that lucky break. Okay, so let's agree on this. Everything is easier when people like you. I've said this before. I wasn't a great student in high school or in college, but I know that my teachers and my professors really liked me. I know that. And I use that to my advantage because I wasn't really a fan of studying. I was a terrible student, but I know I was likable. And gosh, cover your kids' ears right now if they're listening. But I think being likable just gives you, when you're sitting on the border, right? Like when you're between a, a, a C plus and a B minus, and if you're really likable, I think sometimes you get that favor. If I'm interviewing two people for the same position and one is super likable, I mean, hello. Duh, right? You're going to hire the person who's more likable. If you have the opportunity to promote someone who has maybe fewer qualifications or lesser experience, but they're really likable, and the other candidate is not that likable, but incredibly talented, I mean, it's just how the world works. We want to be around people we like. We want to give favor to people who are likable. So here are my five tips to help you be instantly more likable. Now, that sounds like a pretty big claim, doesn't it? Like, instantly more likable. Act now and you'll be instantly more likable. But I'm serious. I'm serious as a scientist on this point because likability is a skill. And all skills can be improved. That means every single one of us can learn to be more likable. So let's talk about what we can do to be the kind of person other people want to give opportunities to. Step one, lead with curiosity. The world's most likable people are genuinely interested in others. The problem is that most of us, especially when we meet new people, we think, oh gosh, I want them to like me, so I'm going to tell them everything about me and I'm really going to try to impress them. And so we kind of like blabber on and on about ourselves. Or worse than that is we don't quite know what to say or we're insecure about asking questions like, Is it appropriate for me to ask these questions? Is this person going to think I'm weird? Is this nosy? Is this out of line? And so what results is kind of this feeling of lack of interest, you know, and it may just come from a lack of confidence or an insecurity, but the person that you meet assumes that you're just not that interested in them. Be interested in others. Questions are rarely inappropriate and rarely out of line. Most people expect and really appreciate any type of question about who you are, what you do, what you're about, any of those things. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're in line at the grocery store or you're sitting down for an interview. People like to talk about themselves and they like people who seem interested in them. So the next time you're in a situation where you're meeting somebody new or someone you don't know that well, or frankly, someone who you need to like you, take an interest in them. Before you even walk into that situation, honestly and genuinely, what do you want to know about them? What don't you know about them? Do you know where they were born? Do you know if they have brothers and sisters? Do you know if they had a good childhood? Do you know if they went to college? Do you know what their favorite color is? Do you know if they like pets? Do you know if they have children? I mean, there's so many things I can think about that I want to know when I meet someone that sometimes it's hard for me to not continue on with a bajillion questions because I'm really curious. I want to know like what makes a person that person. And you, you just have to get in the habit of doing this. And especially if right now you feel like, I can't imagine myself doing that. 
What if I ask the wrong question? What if I make them uncomfortable? Listen to me. Listen very closely. Just freaking do it. I guarantee you, money back on this free podcast if it doesn't make you feel better and you'll feel like the other, you can just sense it. You can tell that this other person will like you more. So do this. Practice. The next time you walk into the grocery store, I want you to ask three questions of the gal or the gentleman who is checking you out. Just three questions. What could you ask them? Ask whatever you're curious about. What are all those pins for? How long have you worked here? Do you always work this shift? Is this a busy day? Is this a slow day? How long have you lived in this area? Do you like your job? What's the best part about your job? Is this interesting for you? Like all of those things. I mean, when you're standing there, don't you have curiosity about people? I do. And I know you do too. So ask three questions. That's your assignment. When we're interested in other people, when we take an interest in others, that's what makes all of us more likable. Here's another really useful tip. At almost every party, at some point, someone is either going to ask you or somebody in that little circle of people you're standing with, so what do you do for a living? It's like the number one question. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say, well, I'm, a, um, I'm an actuary. And everyone goes, oh, and kind of like nods. And then no one says anything. I don't know what an actuary is. At least I didn't the last time I met someone who was one. So I ask, what, what's an actuary? And they kind of described it and it still didn't make sense to me. So I said, I don't really understand. Explain to me, like, what do you do each day? You know, and I, I didn't feel stupid about those questions. And I could just tell <laughs> this individual, his face completely lit up. Nobody asks him what an actuary does each day. And so there isn't a dumb question. There's only making someone feel dumb because you haven't asked any questions. Like if somebody tells you what they do and you don't ask any follow-up questions, what have you said to them? You said, well, I'm not interested. You've just told me what you do and I have no more questions, which means I am no longer interested in you. And if I am no longer interested in you, what does that make you feel about me? You don't like me, right? But if I have a lot of questions, like what, what would make somebody become an actuary? Wow, that's really interesting. Is it, do you like doing it? Is it fun? What, what gets you excited about the work that you do? Like ask people questions. It really never gets old. I mean, obviously there are those questions that are off limit and inappropriate. Remember the golden rule. Never, ever, 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 never, ever ask a woman if she's pregnant. Don't ask people their age. Don't ask people who have been married for a couple of years, when are you going to have a baby? Like there's certain questions that are probably inappropriate, might make someone feel uncomfortable, but taking a genuine interest in another person always feels good. The next step is to appear confident. How do you appear confident? Body language, making sure that your arms are not crossed, that you're actually smiling, nodding, and listening actively when they're speaking. So many people are not aware of their facial expressions. This is like a pet peeve of mine. Oh, Lordy, is this a pet peeve of mine? They're not aware of like what their face is doing. And someone, I've seen this happen where someone's like kind of explaining what they do or talking about a, a recent experience to two or three people. And there's one or two people in that small group who have what I call a dead face, like no eyes, no mouth, like just dead. And to me, as the speaker, when I look at three people and only one of them is smiling, which one do I like? I mean, hashtag duh, right? 
mean, if you're not smiling and nodding and actively listening, then I assume you're not interested or you're bored or you don't get it or you don't get me, right? In fact, when Brett and I used to audition people to become our um, area promotion directors, right? So these were people who would apply to work for us when we owned our fitness certification company. And I really needed dynamic, caring, outgoing, likable people on my team. I needed people who knew how to make others feel confident and comfortable and taken care of. So we would lecture on that first day for a couple of hours in the beginning. And I would have rows and rows and rows of applicants, you know, sometimes 15 to 30. And I would always, the moment I finished, sit down and make note of who I liked just based on me speaking at them. Now, how is it that I've already decided who I like in that crowd of 30 if they haven't said anything? I did that based on who was listening to me actively, who was smiling and nodding and affirming what I was saying and truly seemed interested and lifted an eyebrow and and just kind of gave me that body language, like, I, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm really paying attention. This is interesting. I can feel it. I'm agreeing or I'm disagreeing, but either way, I am paying attention. Now, that might scare some people who are like, gosh, I don't, I've never even thought about it. I never smile or I don't think about smiling or, or maybe you've even said to yourself, I feel fake when I'm smiling. Well, I think you would change that habit if you knew how it made other people feel. When someone's speaking, even if it's in a large group and you're not smiling and you have a dead face, you're making the other person feel bad. You're making them feel as though you are not interested in them and therefore you don't like them. And guess what? They don't like you. That's how it works. So I would make note of everyone who is leaning forward and smiling and nodding. And, you know, not always, but I'd say nine times out of 10, those ended up being after a weekend of auditioning these individuals, these professionals, Nine times out of 10, I was spot on that the likable ones were the ones who always seemed likable, even when they weren't speaking. So be aware of your body language. Approach people with a smile. Pay attention when people are speaking. Nod. Listen closely. Repeat back what they've just said. Ask a question. Ask a follow-up question. Don't just wait for people to pause so that you can go, oh, yes, I've done that too. Oh, actually, I went to a better university than that. Oh, you know that person? I know these five people. Oh, you do that? Oh, well, I have this program and that program, and I've got X number of followers. On, blah, blah. Like, who cares, right? There's nothing likable about one-upping people. It's so gross. It's so off-putting. Isn't that so annoying when people do that? Ah, gosh. If you're wondering if you do this, you do it. because. It's so annoying and it's, it's, it's not very nice and it doesn't make people like you more. It just makes you seem kind of insecure. So don't one-up people. Don't wait for people to stop talking so that you can tell them how awesome you are. Just listen and nod. And even if you've got some great information that's so much better than what they just shared, keep it to yourself. If you want to be likable, be likable by being interested in other people, not by one-upping them. If you want to be likable, you've got to be confident. And that starts with your body language and the confidence you have in yourself that you don't need to one-up or be better than other people. The next very simple tip to help you become more likable is to use people's names. And I'm not talking about people you've just met, although that's super effective, but even people who you're just getting to know. I mean, there is nothing more sweet than the sound of your own name. Be sure to ask people in advance, and it's okay to ask them several times, even after you've met them a third and fourth and fifth time. 
again, can you tell me so I get it right? How do I pronounce your name? I can tell you that firsthand because everybody mispronounces my name and I don't mind at all when people ask again. Can you tell me again how to pronounce your name? I'm, I, I just keep going back and forth. Is it Shailene or Shalene? It's Shalene. Shalene, like shut the door. Shalene. It's not Shailene. It's not Charlene. It's Shalene. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. I love it when people will say, oh my God, Charlene. I am like such a big fan. I'm like, that's weird because I would think you would know my name because that's not my name. People love to hear their name. So use it. Use it before you answer a question. If someone says to you, you know, I'm curious, how long have you been doing fitness? I'll say, Jeff, I really appreciate that question. Um, You know, I've been doing it, I guess, you know, for fun since I was like 16 years old. And perhaps the most important way to be likable is to be you, you know? I think we assume that people want us to be like them or like someone else who they like. They want us to dress a certain way, to talk a certain way, to have a certain mannerism. But, you know, it's just, I guess you can just tell when someone's being phony baloney. I can tell. And I never like it. It bugs me. Like, I can just see through it. I want you to be you. I don't need to know all of your flaws in our first conversation, but just totally be who you are, exactly who you are, when you're hanging with a group of people who really like you. Because I guarantee that's when you're most likable. That personality, the way that you talk, the way that you move, the way that you dress, the way that you're comfortable, the way that you're confident, the jokes that you make, the things that you're interested in, that that's what's likable. I mean, I have a very diverse group of people who I really, really like. And the ones who are at the top of my list are uniquely themselves. Be you times two. Like, don't hold it back. Don't try to be a chameleon. Don't try to impress somebody by acting a way that you are not normally. Because you can't maintain that, right? You just have to be you. Be you times two. You know, anytime you're trying to be somebody else or pretend that you're something that you're not, people can see through it. We like people who are comfortable with who they are. Easier said than done, perhaps, but all of these steps just take practice. They're skills. All skills can be improved with practice. You are likable. You're really likable. The only thing that's stopping you from letting other people experience that is probably you getting in your own head. So instead of losing out on those opportunities, why not practice being more likable? We like people who like us. We think people like us when they take an interest in us, when, they, when they're confident and comfortable to be around, when they ask us questions, when, when they express a genuine interest in who we are and what's interesting to us. Lifers, I don't just like you, I love you. And I want other people to feel the same way about you that I do. I want you to teach this stuff to your kids, to your friends, to your family members, to your coworkers. I want you to start experimenting with this. I want you to do it today, and I want you to tell me how it goes, all right? So leave me a message by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. You can leave me a speak pipe message there and let me know how did it go. The next time you're at the grocery store or in a circle of people, Tell me how it went when you started asking them questions and asking questions that showed that you were interested in them. 
Let me know what happens the next time you're with a group of people and you're actually listening with interest, nodding your head and smiling and saying to them with your body language, I'm digging this. I'm interested in what you have to say. Your feedback means the world to me. I really love that you guys have been sharing my podcast with your friends by texting it and tweeting it. Do you know how awesome that is? It's like the ultimate compliment. You're amazing. And by the way, I don't normally do this, but there's two episodes I have to have you listen to. They're so important and they're, they're going to touch your heart. I promise you that. The first one is called Getting Past Your Past or Getting Over Your Past. I don't even remember what we titled it, but you'll know when you see it. And the second one is Turning Adversity into Advantage. But listen to them in that order, okay? That's really, really important. I'm going to link them in the show notes. You can find them quickly as well. But I mean, heck, you're listening to this probably on your phone. So just go back to my show and the, the page where you can see all the episodes and listen to the one first that says Getting Over Your Past, okay? And after you listen to that one, you're for sure going to want to listen to the next one, which is Using Adversity to Your Advantage. Very special episodes with my dear friend, Lewis Howes. We go into some pretty deep stuff. um, And I know you're going to be inspired and it'll touch your heart and it's going to motivate you. So if I'm going to if I'm going to recommend that you go back and listen to two episodes, that would be the two. But there's been some great ones in the last couple weeks. So, hey, you should binge on The Shaleen Show. As always, I'm looking forward to spending time with you again soon. Until that time, I just want you to know you are the bomb.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.